Welcome to the Top Advisor Podcast, brought to you by Proud Mouse Influence Accelerator Academy. I'm your host, Bill Cates. In each episode, I interview one of the financial service industry's top performers to learn their secrets to sustain success. These short interviews will get right to the heart of what each top advisor is doing to acquire more right fit clients. You'll be reminded, renewed, and inspired to take powerful action. You'll impact more lives and increase your income at the same time. Now, on to the show. With me today is Joe DeSena. Joe's been a financial advisor for 27 years. And in this episode of Top Advisor Podcast, Joe and I will be discussing his use of retirement parties to increase client engagement and acquire new in-segment clients. Joe DeSena, welcome to Top Advisor Podcast. Well, thank you for having me, Bill. It's a pleasure being here today. Yeah, it's great to have you. And we've known each other for quite some time. So Joe, tell us, why do you believe in the work that you do? Why is the, what is the why that keeps you performing as a top advisor? You know, a lot of people ask me that question. Essentially, Bill, I love, I love this business. I, I was fortunate enough to find this business. I worked on Wall Street in operations and technology and left that 27 years ago to do this. Other than playing shortstop for the New York Yankees, this probably would be my ideal career. Uh, but the focus that I've always had in this business was always to leave people better than we find them, to make major improvements in their lives, not only managing their money, but helping them manage the rest of their lives. So it's been really an enjoyable experience for me for over the last 27 years. Mm. Batting first for the New York Yankees, playing shortstop, Joe DeSena. Yeah, someone else had that job, though, that was a lot uh, better. Than- yeah, that guy Jeter or something, because he didn't bet first. But anyway, we digress. So um, before we get to the topic at hand, retirement parties, just give us a really quick executive briefing glimpse into your business so everyone knows, gets a feel for what you're doing and, and how it's evolved just a little bit over the years. So overall, we just crossed over the $1 billion mark and assets on the management, so really Really proud of that. I always said when I hit one billion, I would retire. Now my new goal is two billion. Hmm. Uh, and uh, we currently have ten advisors on the team. We have four staff domestically, and we also have two staff full time working out of New Delhi, India, that supports us. And it was really fantastic. They work our hours and they do most of our operations work, and it's been really impressive in what has been happening. Well, it sounds like a, a topic for a future interview. I would love to dig into that and using virtual employees in this particular business. So let's get to retirement parties. I know it's been a successful strategy for you. Has it not? Yes, uh, it's, it's been wonderful. Looking at uh, the evolution of retirement parties, we always look at ways to fully engage our clients. Again, not only their financial life, but the rest of their lives. And retirement, as we all know in this business, is probably probably the essence of what we do in helping our clients achieve their goals. Retirement's a major event in someone's life. What we do is we call a client that's about to retire. We tell them we're going to host a party for you in their honor. We ask them for a list of their friends they would like to invite to the party. We ask them to select a restaurant and we help them put together a menu for the party. So they're fully engaged. This is, this is sort of like planning a wedding and people really get excited about this. My team and I attend, attend the event. We do not speak anything about financial planning. The client introduces us and might say we're their financial advisor, and they often do, Bill. But what usually happens is we sit and mingle. We, My staff and I go to different tables and meet with people, 
And we usually schedule a few appointments right at the retirement dinner. And the only thing we really do is toast and wish the, reti- wish the retiree great success in their future goals. Mm. And that's how, that's how it works. That's pretty simple. And I know it's changed with the pandemic, and, but let's, let's just stay with the in-person ones for a few minutes because that will come back, I'm sure. How, how many guests do you invite? Do you have any control over who gets invited? In other words, are you asking your client to, to invite certain types of people or is it totally their control? Yeah, it is. We give it totally to their control. Birds of a feather usually flock together. So usually we get folks that come that are in the same economic position as the retiree. And we sometimes have 15 to 20 couples at these events. So 15 to 20, so that's about 30 people. I'm imagining advisors listening to this thinking, wow, that's 30 to 40 is this guy like a, a meeting planner? Are you in the meeting planning business? <laughs> how, how many of these do you do a year or do you have it down in, into such a formula that it's not not so daunting? Yeah, well, with COVID, things have evolved, but mm. uh, I have great people on the team that we, we have a checklist step by step, exactly what you need to do for a retirement dinner, for a cooking event, for a wine tasting event. We've been doing this for about 10 years or probably even longer, about 15 years now. And we have this down to a science. It's like everything else, building a habit, building a ritual with these events, and they work. Mm. We probably are the best retirement planner right now in the marketplace. Maybe we should start a separate business just for that. (laughs) Well, I know you do have your hands into a few things, so it's not a bad idea. So you're at the event and you you do a little toast, maybe you just say welcome or or does does the client get up and clink glasses and say, you know, I'm... I'm here because of Joe or give me a feel for the interaction on the microphone or in standing up in front of the room as it might be. Yes. Usually it's with side by side, the retiree and myself Mm -hmm. and the retiree welcomes everyone and also thanks us, uh, Sienna Wealth Advisor Group for organizing the event. And essentially what I say is it's been a pleasure working with you and your family to help get you to this point. And we'd like all of you to have a great evening. And that's essentially it. Hmm. It's the client's night. It's not our night. Right. But everybody there knows that you're the advisor. They probably know going ahead and going into this event. I'm thinking, I think I remember you telling me that you and you and your staff invite all the guests though, right? You tell the guests that so-and-so is having this party. We're hosting it for him. And you talk about dietary preferences. Tell me a little bit about that. Yes, because the, in organizing the event, now the client has given us the phone numbers, the email addresses for all of these clients and their home address because we're sending the invitation. So they're confirming with us. We're getting to know them when they call to respond to the event. So essentially, you start to know everyone even before the event occurs. And then we work with the client where everyone should sit. So we have more than two or three tables we want people to sit at the right tables and each at each table is a member of my team. And then we rotate during the evening between courses. So I'll move to another table and that works very well. So as we're moving around, the team members whisper in my ear, this one's very interesting. This one's very interesting. I'm doing the same. It works out extremely well. Hmm. So Joe, I'm putting myself in the shoes of folks listening to this and thinking 30, 40 people potentially. Are, are you like in the meeting planning business? Tell me how, how you keep this from, from not being a daunting process every time you host a party. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe I should go into the retirement planning dinner business. 
Uh, <laughs> however, we're extremely organized. As you know, we're doing this 15 years or so. So we have a checklist for every event that we do. So we have the retirement dinner checklist. So it's step-by-step, step. call the client, uh, let them know we're hosting the party. Who would they like to invite to the party? Pick the restaurant, names of clients, email addresses, and home addresses of clients. Invitation, we pretty much have designed. We send the invitation. Then we confirm. We confirm with the client. So we're speaking to them well in advance of the event. So we get to even know people. Setting up the tables where people sit. We work with the clients. So there's a lot of engagement going back and forth. But I have a person on the team, like most advisors do, that handle our marketing and setting those events up. So the more time you put in it, the more organized you are, the better the results. We also decide where each one of us are going to sit. So we have four tables with dividing and conquer, and we're sitting at different tables. And between different courses, we're switching tables. Mm-hmm. And our team members may say to me, Joe, um, you should sit next to so-and-so. Uh, they had a lot of questions about what we do. We're not soliciting business. Actually, the client's more, more or less bragging about us and how we help them and get them to the point of retirement. So it's a fun night. Uh, there's, there's always good results out of this. Have you, have you ever had a client say to the whole group or even a, in a small group, we wouldn't be retiring if it weren't for Joe or, or he's not only a great advisor, he's become a great friend from, from, <laughs> from this evening. Any, tell me some of the things the clients say to the guests. Yeah, 100% of the time, the client endorses us unsolicited, like words, We're here today because of Joe and his team. Mm -hmm. They got us to retirement. Some clients, you know, even tell us that their friends at the dinner also are there because they're going to retire and this is who they are and they need your help. So it's an overwhelming endorsement. And since you don't control the guests, you probably have a few grandkids running around and others that don't fit, but on average, enough of the right type of folks do show up. Is that correct? Yeah, that's a good point. We, we never have confronted that. It's always adults at, at, the, at these events. But if someone would ask that they want to bring their grandchildren to the event for some reason, or that would be fine. Yeah. We're talking about in-person. We'll probably go back to in-person, knock on wood, hopefully. But how, how has the pandemic changed? You, you, you told me that you're still doing these in, in the midst of a pandemic. So what's changed about those? Yeah, my feeling is the pandemic has changed everything forever. When I think about these events, and last year we had, before the pandemic, pre-pandemic, we had a pretty sophisticated marketing plan. So, Bill, as you know, we start the year with our marketing plan for the following year. It's in place, events are dated, we're having retirement dinners for these folks, we're doing something else. Really, we just went virtual on everything that we did last year. And as a result, we grew about 20% in overall GDC last year, not only for events, but also advisors, uh, other advisors joining our team. Okay. So overall, it was basically a turnkey. We, we spoke as a team, let's go virtual. So in terms of, uh, instead of retirement dinners, we had uh, chef table dinners where we had a chef host an, an event. We mailed the food to our clients we had a, a signature cocktail for the retiree. They like a p- specific adult beverage. We had that. And it was a great event. It was just it was just virtual. We could do this virtual all the time right now. And again, picking up referrals. Client, again, endorsing us via Zoom or Microsoft Teams. And it worked out successfully. 
So you've acquired new clients kind of at the same rough rate, same basic rate as the live events. Yeah, last, last year we acquired quite a bit of clients ahead of gold and the entire team. And essentially, and essentially we were doing three, three events per month. And we do three different types of events. So fun events, which include retirement dinners, wine tasting, chef cooking events. Then we do educational events. So we did occasional events, educational events, and then we also do charitable events. So the charities that we get involved with. So we were omnipresent last year, virtually with all of our clients. Joe, talk to me about what mistakes you've maybe made over the years or, or, and or lessons that you've learned that, that you don't make anymore. Any, anything like that come up for you that we want to share with everyone? Yeah, yeah, there are probably two. Like I said earlier, every year we plan ahead, months ahead, to have all of our events, basically referral events. In the past, I would wait and plan them as I needed them. And you, and that hurts production, it hurts referrals. Now we book the events and have them well in advance. So that helps a great deal. This way, everything is just plug and play. So moving away from retirement parties, what over the last year have you learned about your clients, about your business, maybe about yourself? How, how has Joe DeSena grown over the last year? Yeah, that's an excellent question. What I've learned is clients have a great dependency on us. And that's what we wanted all along. And clients over the last year are starting to realize that it's not only about investment performance, it's managing risk, it's also being available to them. We've done over 2,000 virtual appointments. We're always available. Before we hang up with the client, we schedule the next meeting. Everyone is scheduled for the next 12 months. What I learned is we need to be omnipresent, both in having fun events, charitable events, educational events for our clients, meetings, providing other resources and other COIs to clients, whether it's health insurance, we became very comprehensive. It was all hands on deck last year. I'm very proud of how all of that worked out. And 20% in growth, no accident there, just creating more engagement. So that's, that's a big lesson. I, I assume you're going to maintain some, some semblance of that increased engagement moving forward, correct? Yeah, that, that's the goal. It's not only been client referrals, it's been actually other advisors asking us to join our team. Mm, that's great. And based on that, based on that, and you know, if you look about what's going on in the world right now, the average age of advisors, I think, is my age, right? It's just, let's say I'm going to be 63. So a lot of advisors are looking for succession and to join a great team that's going to help them and help their clients going forward. So advisors need to keep their eyes open for that opportunity, also. Bill, you know, I know you a long time, probably most of my career. But during COVID, what have you seen change in advisors? advisor practices the most? Well, I've seen a couple of things and we'll get nitty gritty with the referral process. It's, that's one thing I like to, to talk about is certainly the geographic reach of a lot of practices has, has expanded and that's been good, especially folks who target a niche market. They found that they can, they can go after what a, might be a target market in a small area for them, but now they can even be nationwide if they want to. 
But the biggest thing around referrals, I get asked is, does it, do you ask differently because it's virtual with Zoom or, or Teams go to meeting, whatever you're on? And the answer, the short answer is not much different. What usually is the case is working virtually, we don't often have as much time. Sometimes the appointments are shorter. And so because of that, we can't often brainstorm as much. We can't often make it a free-flowing conversation as much. And since the best way to ask for referrals, or I really should say introductions, because that's what we want these days, is we want to come very specific. We want to come prepared with some specific individuals we know, they know, or maybe a couple of categories of life events, money in motion, whatever category they were in before they came to us, we want to start with that. So it's probably going to be a more condensed, tighter conversation virtually. We, we can't read the body language quite the same. And so we're probably, again, not going to expand it as much. What's also changed is the introductions, the type of introduction. We know that in this business, getting introduced in person, like your retirement parties and your charitable events and all the other things that you've been doing over the years, is a great way to get introduced as long as logistics don't get in the way of making that happen. But during the pandemic, obviously, we've had to do it virtually. And that is an email introduction. I like to call it an email handshake where it's Joe meet Laura, Laura meet Joe. And we get connected that way. So what we found is that's such an effective way to get introduced, even after the pandemic is fully over, hopefully it, we lose this thing in the rear view mirror someday, then we'll still be getting introduced virtually because it, it works so well. So the basic dynamics haven't changed. You still have to be super referable. You still want to get introduced, not just word of mouth, but get connected. The, the, the ways have changed is just a, a little bit. So Joe DeSena, thank you so much for being with us today on Top Advisor Podcast. The passion for the work that you do shows through. I think the passion for making a difference in your clients' lives show through. And one of the things I took out of this is because retirement is such a special event and all the advisors that I coach, or most of them at least, that's the big part of their business, right? Helping people prepare for and, and navigate into retirement, that it just makes sense to have a special event to celebrate that time in their life. So thank you for bringing that idea to Top Advisor Podcast. My pleasure, Bill. Thank you. This is Bill Cates, and you've been listening to the Top Advisor Podcast sponsored by Proudmouth. Be sure to click the subscribe button so you don't miss the latest show. And feel free to share this and other episodes with your colleagues. And if you want to learn more about the work I do with other top advisors, just go to referralcoach.com.